just got a, a dose of God's resume in that song. Amen? Yes, yes. Bless your name, God. God, we thank you. We bless you and magnify you. We thank you for who you are in our lives. We thank you for your grace, your mercy, your love, and your kindness, your goodness, God. We thank you for being who you are to us, God. We thank you for your visitation this morning. God, we ask right now, God, that you continue to be with us during this time of meeting, this time of fellowship, this time of preaching, this time of teaching in the name of Jesus. I ask right now, God, that you move in this place from heart to heart and from breast to breast, God, and from ear to ear, God, that he that have an ear, let him hear what thus says the Lord. So, God, we welcome you. Come in. Take a seat where the table is spread. Hallelujah. Have your way today, God, in the name of Jesus. And we'll be so careful on this communion Sunday to give you praise to give you honor and to give you glory because you didn't have to do it but you did so we say thank you for us in the blessed name of Jesus Christ our Savior we pray let the people of God say amen amen and amen 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 ain't he all right all right all right amen what a mighty God we Serve. Amen. Amen. We're going to jump right into our message. This I thank you for your prayers and your encouragement. Even already, I can feel it right now. Amen. Amen. In my inward man. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. 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 We read for our reading this morning. Our scripture will be coming from James chapter 1. Amen. 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 And the reason is thus. It says, James, a servant of God and of the Lord Jesus Christ, to the 12 tribes in the dispersion greetings. Count it all joy, my brothers, when you meet trials of various kinds. For you know that the testing of your faith produces steadfastness. And steadfastness has its full effect <laughs> that you may be perfect and complete lacking nothing. Amen? Amen? Lacking nothing. In 1926, English author A.A. A. Mine created a fictional character by the name of Pooh Bear, or better known to us as Winnie the Pooh. Now, Winnie the Pooh first came to life in storybooks until the early 60s when Walt Disney purchased the rights of Winnie the Pooh and began to make cute cartoons and short stories that incorporated Winnie the Pooh's cast of friends. If you were a Winnie the Pooh watcher, you know that his cast of friends all had distinct traits that gave credence to how they responded to different situations they encountered within the 100-acre woods. For example, Tigger the Tiger was exuberant, friendly, and playful. Piglet the Pig was shy, passive, and timid. Rabbit was vain, fussy, and short-tempered. Rue the baby kangaroo was curious, brave, and energetic. 
and Eeyore the donkey, he was dismal, gloomy, depressed, and pessimistic. And because Eeyore embodied uh, these traits that one would consider as downers, he was the one in Winnie the Pooh's crew that always had a problem. And it showed in how he walked and even showed in how he talked. Uh, it's too hot in these hundred acre woods. Uh, Tigger, you jump around too much. Piglet, you're not aggressive enough. Rabbit, you think you're all that. Rue, you're always minding others' business. See, Eeyore's dismal, gloomy, and depressed attitude led him to be either dealing with a problem, on his way into a problem, or coming out of a problem. See, Eeyore's life within the Hundred Acre Woods was full of problems. Y'all gonna help me this morning? And because of that, Eeyore, a fictional character that came to life in 1926, would fit perfectly in our society today that is plagued with people who are overwhelmed with problems. Amen. And these problems that so many are dealing with today is so evident, open, and exposed due to the use of social media. Uh, did you hear what I said? I said to the use of social media. I say that because we are so quick to condemn social media. But it's not social media's fault that it's being used the wrong way. See, nobody told Kiki or Riri to post all their family problems on social media. Uh, well, look, which is foreign to me because when I grew up, I was told aggressively, loudly, and constantly that the problems we have in this house stay in this. Come on, y'all know what I'm talking about, amen? The problems we have in this family, they stay in this family, amen? Our problems, our, our, our business stays in this house, amen? See, that, that lecture is long gone for social media has changed the game when it comes to sharing our problems. Uh, we see it. We read it so much that it has become a part of us. People get on social media and commence to share their personal problems, their family and financial problems, their marital and uh, relational problems, their racial and inclusion problems. Their church and ministry problems. Watch yourself, y'all. Their presidential and party affiliation problems. You see, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook have become the venue, the avenue, and the platform where we can tell everybody about our problems, business. That's all right, too. Amen? <laughs> and that's hard for me to adapt. Too, because last time I checked, David in Psalms 55 and 22 directed me to cast my burdens on the Lord, yeah. and he shall sustain you. Yeah. Uh, last time I checked, Minister Will, 1 Peter 5 and 7 directed me to put all my troubles on him, the Lord, for he takes care 
of me. Amen. Amen. See, if David and Peter were here today, they would let us know that social media can't do what the Lord can do with our problems. For the Lord, look, he is so bad, he can take and then make us profit from our problems. I don't think y'all agree, amen? Y'all looking at me funny, but remember, this is the same God that can take mourning and, and make you dance, amen? The same God who can turn sorrow into joy, amen? This is the same God that took two fish and five loaves of bread and fed 5,000 folk, amen? This is the same God that can make things work out for our Oh, y'all helping me now. This is the same God who late in the midnight hour. You know, we sing the song. He can turn some stuff around. Having it to work in your favor. Amen. This is the same God. So, so I, I know he can take our problems, uh, caress them. Look at this, y'all. And massage them and make them become profitable for the people he loves. You ready to gain something this morning? You got some troubles this morning? You in the right place at the right time. And we need that because the truth is, Dr. Vaughn, we all have some problems. Y'all look good today, amen? But I can tell, even though we all have some from the pulpit to the door, from the ceiling to the floor. See, it doesn't look, matter how young or old you are. It doesn't matter how rich or poor you are. It doesn't matter how in shape or out of shape you are. We are all dealing with some problems. Amen. And if we were to examine ourselves, like I did when I was doing this study, like Paul instructs us to do in 1 Corinthians 11, 28, we may find out that we are the ones causing problems. Why? Because all have problems. Yeah, that's y'all just right up in the mix. And and, and the Bible, the B-I-B-L-E, basic instruction before leaving earth, confirms that for Jesus himself says in John 16 to 33, in this world, in this cosmos, in this world system, we will have some tribulations, some problems, some Troubles and some difficulties. Now, within the context of the text, within John 16 and 33, Jesus was speaking to believers, and in particular, his disciples. But I have come to realize that problems, difficulties, and trouble affect everybody. The believer as well as the unbeliever. When we search the scriptures, uh, you'll see that Herod the king, an unbeliever, had a problem with jealousy. For when he heard that Jesus was born, the Bible says he was troubled. Peter, a believer, had a problem with honesty. For Peter, when asked if he knew Jesus, said, I know not this man of whom you speak. You see, problems affect everyone. But I've come to understand by way of the lives of those canonized in Scripture, as well as those in this lifetime that have surrendered their lives to the Lord Jesus, 
that there is some profit to be gained from the problems we face. In other words, there is some profit in your problems. There's some gain in what you're going through. There's some return for what you're wrestling with. And I know this is true because the Bible gives us examples of individuals like Joseph who was able to profit from all his problems that it may encourage us when we find ourselves experiencing problems in our lives. That's why it's important that we search the scriptures, y'all, that we can get some examples to help us when we're going through situations and circumstances that make us want to quit or give up. I encourage you, search the scriptures. The Bible says that we should do it, y'all, amen? Hallelujah. For if you recall, Joseph had some problems with his brothers that resulted in him being placed in a pit, sold into slavery, put into prison, and forgotten by the butler. But while problems were bombarding Joseph, the Bible says that the Lord was with Joseph. Ah, that's good news. And if the Lord was with Joseph, Joseph had to be with the Lord. If God was with him, Joseph had to be with the Lord. Because I found out that the Lord is a gentleman. And if your actions and your attitude show that you don't want him around, he will depart from you. Just ask Saul, who was acting a fool, and the Bible said that the spirit of the Lord departed from. That's in 1 Samuel 16 and 14, amen? You see, when problems seem to be prevailing in our lives, it's important that we stay close. Uh, We huddle, hallelujah. We stay with, we take a hold of the Lord, and in doing so, we position ourselves to profit from the problems that we endure. Amen? Let me get something clear. I ain't talking about money. I'm talking about profiting profiting spiritually in the Lord. Amen? Yeah, this ain't no money message. Amen? Now, in Matthew 11, 28 through 30, look at this. The Lord shows how much he desires that we come close and stay close to him, that he invites those who are dealing with problems of weariness and heaviness to come close to him that they may profit by receiving rest that only the Savior can give. He says, come unto me. He said, come come on, pile up with me. Hallelujah. Come close to me. And there's nothing like being close to Jesus. Amen? See, when you're close to Jesus, uh, 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 you can love folk that are unlovable. When you're close to Jesus, you can lead people that don't want to be led. Oh, my God. Moses, come on, Moses. Amen? When when, when you're close to Jesus, hallelujah, you can give him glory, honor, and praise, even though things don't look right or going right. I don't even feel. When you're close to Jesus, amen? amen? Closer than close. See, now Joseph took advantage of what staying close to God during troubled times will bring, which was profit from his problems by way of being in a position where he was able to save a nation from famine. Ah, amen. Yeah, yeah, see, he was profitable because he stayed close. 
See, see, it's, it's wise to remember, family, that the, the profit we gain by staying close to the Lord during our season of problems is not just for us. It's oftentimes designed by God to affect others around us. That's why as believers, we have to stop rebuking the problems we face. We quick to do that, amen? Knowing that every problem we face, my God, can, God can cause it to gain something, cause us to gain something from it that may help somebody else. Yeah. Say, it's not all about me. About my, problem. my problem. Follow me, y'all. It's not, it's not all about me. See, God gives us some problems that we can go through and that we can help some other folk when we come out. When we profit from our problem, it's not just for us. It's for us to help somebody else. Amen. Amen. That's why I don't curse my problems no more, y'all. Hallelujah. I accept my problems, knowing that God is in the midst and in the mix. Therefore, I'm going to profit no matter what from my problem. Now, so, so, so look at this. It's safe to say that a problem-free life as a Christian, hallelujah, is a profit-free life. You see, no problems, no profit. Much problems, much profit. So that's why as preachers, you got to be careful what you preach. Because you start preaching stuff about problems. Hallelujah. God going to throw you some problems to see how you act and how you react. Amen? Yeah, I've been dealing with some problems. Hallelujah. But I know the God I serve. He's bigger than my problem. He's in the midst and he's in the mix working out something for my good and for his. Anybody got some problems this morning? Let's testify and not test a lie. Do you have some problems? Some mountains that you can't climb. Some streets that you can't go down. God is the remedy to that. Amen. And according according to Paul, we as believers, look, should be very profitable. Due to all the problems we face. Look at some of the problems Paul points out in 2 Corinthians 4, 8, and 9. Amen. Because when I came to the Lord, I didn't think I was going to have all these problems. <laughs> Amen. Yes. When they witness to me, they ain't tell me that. That's why when we witness for we got to tell them the whole truth. Yeah. And nothing but the truth. So help me, God. In this life, you shall. But be of good cheer. Because the one you're accepting, he has overcome the world. You got to add that in, Brother Greg. Amen. I heard you. I know you add that in. Amen. Then look at what 2 Corinthians Paul said. Look, look at the trouble we face. So he says, we are troubled on every side. We are perplexed. We are persecuted and struck down. My God. I got to read that again. We are troubled on every side. We, 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 we are perplexed. We are persecuted. Hallelujah. Missionaries persecuted. Hallelujah. And struck down. Now, Paul points out four adversities or problems that we, that he and we as believers face as we exercise the ministry of the gospel of Jesus Christ in our lives. 
you know you're in a ministry, and it's called the ministry of Jesus Christ. Yes. See, you may not be in a ministry, a physical ministry in your church, but because you are a believer, yes. you are in the ministry yes. of Jesus Christ. Yes. And, 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 and because of that, you face some problems. Amen? Amen. And if you are a true, say true believer. You can testify that these four problems are of the norm. For you have come to the conclusion that they are a part of the Christian package. And since you are growing in the grace of the Lord, you are learning to accept these problems with open arms. See, that's why we're ever growing, because there's some new stuff coming at us. Amen? And we look, and we can only do so because of our trust and belief in the Word of God. Yeah. And, and, and purposely, look at this, and purposely placed within the Word of God is the conjunction, but not. You see it in your word, y'all? And, 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 and what does it follow? It follows the problems we face as believers in the text. Look at it, because y'all looking at me. I'm going to read it for y'all. We are troubled on every side. Look at this, but not crushed. We are perplexed, but not in despair. Persecuted, but not forsaken. My God. Struck down, but not destroyed. Come on, y'all know the text. Amen. Y'all must have lived this thing. There's some true believers in the house. You see, the Holy Ghost conjunction, but not is positioned in the text to do something supernatural, which is to unleash the power of God that Paul references in verse 7 to change the problem into what will profit us and motivate us to remain steadfast and unmovable as servants in the ministry of Jesus Christ in spite of the problems that come along with it. You see, it's God's but not in the text that keeps us from falling and fading and giving up. It's the Lord's but not in the text that profits our soul. It's the Lord's but not in the text that keeps us focused on the cross of Calvary. Don't get it twisted. I was driving my my, my, my Chevy and I said to my baby girl, I said, "What, what kind of emblem is that on the back? She said, Dad, it's a cross. It's a cross, but it's not the true cross, the cross of Calvary. Amen? It's the Lord's but not in the text that encourages us. It's the Lord's but not in the text that causes us to profit from our problems. Amen? See, if it had not been for the but not, where would you be? Therefore, we thank God for the, that might be a ministry to start, the ministry of but not. <laughs> Therefore, we thank God for the but not in our lives that has been placed beyond, look, beyond the problem. <laughs> in our lives that has made us profitable in this life. Yes. Come on, that's why you do what you do and have what you have. You have profited from the but not. God's butt knot is something else, amen? Yeah, boo-boo ain't got nothing on God's butt knot. 
Now, James, James goes even deeper, y'all, in how we profit from our problems. Look at what James says in James 1, 1 through 4. James, a bondservant of God and the Lord Jesus Christ, to the 12 tribes which are scattered abroad, greetings. He's, he's reaching out, y'all. Amen. My brethren, count it all joy when you fall into various tribes, knowing that the testing of your faith produces something, and it's called patience. Oh, my God. Uh, uh, but, but let patience, look at this, have its perfect work, that you may be perfect and complete, lacking nothing. Amen? See, there's nothing like the word. You get excited when you read this stuff. Man, amen? He says, but, but let patience have its perfect work that you may be perfect and complete, lacking nothing. He says, knowing that the testing of your faith, it produces something. Yes. And it's called patience. And what I like about uh, 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 Pastor James is that before he gives direction, he first shares some information about himself with us and his audience. And the information shared by James, it lets us know that he has a connection with Jesus Christ by way of being a bond servant of God. And a bond servant is a slave and a slave that doesn't look to get paid. He was a bond servant, y'all. Now, James doesn't share with us that his connection to Jesus Christ is by way of him being his sibling. No, James lets us know that he is connected to Jesus Christ by being a bond servant of God. Amen. And that's good to know this morning. Because I don't know about you, Brother Warren, but it's hard for me, it's difficult for me to receive information about the Lord from those that don't have a connection with Jesus Christ. Amen? See, it was hard for me and my son to receive what the Jehovah Witness came to my door saying because they don't have a connection. A total, complete connection. They got half of a connect. Now, but if, if, if you're going to give me Jesus, I want all of him. Not just bits and pieces of him. They cutting Jesus up like a mixed. It's hard. It's hard to receive what folks say about God when you, you see no connection. Y'all can relate. Like that uncle at the family cookout that has had too many Coronas. <laughs> and now I want to explain the Trinity to you. <laughs> you know when folks, there's some liquor in them, they start, man, they get, they get spiritual, amen? <laughs> Only know that because I witnessed it. <laughs> I've seen it, I ain't. That coworker who shares their flamboyant weekend with you then proceeds to break down why Jesus wept. It's hard for me to receive. The neighbor who shares with you their hatred for a certain group of people and then uh, commences to tell you how much they love Jesus. I know I'm not by myself this morning. It's hard to receive what they say about the Lord Jesus, when they show no connection. Anybody connected this morning? If you're connected, it should show. See, if you're connected to Christ, you should show some signs. Hallelujah. You should show some 
signs in the midst of the people of God that we know you're still connected. Because something could have happened during the weekend, you lost your connection. But the good news today is that you're here. If it's like that, to get reconnected through the power sources, which is the Holy Ghost. Amen? It's hard to receive that, y'all. But, 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 but it's, it, it's hard to receive what they say about the Lord due to what they say and display before they talk about the Lord, which shows a lack of connection with Jesus Christ. I, I'll be honest with you, I need some folk around me that are connected. I need some folk around me that have the hookup, which means you're hooked to Christ. Because there's some times I don't feel like serving the Lord. I don't feel like doing right or being right. So I need to be connected to folk that know Jesus Christ and could pray for me and encourage me in the Lord. Amen. See, I'm like Paul. I have not arrived. Hallelujah. There are some dreary days in my life, but because I have some folks that are connected, hallelujah, my wife's connected, hallelujah, my son's connected, hallelujah, my daughters are connected, hallelujah, uh, the, the New Direction Bible Fellowship, yeah, you all guys are connected. And because of that, I can pull on you. I can rely on you as you rely on the Lord. Yeah, yeah, they were connected. They not connected. But, but not James, for he gives us the intel we need that will cause our ears to hear and our hearts to be open to receive what thus saith the Lord through James. Amen? And his message is how we can profit from our problems. Amen? But his outlook on this matter seems to be kind of radical. Look what he says. He, James comes out swinging. He says, count it all joy when you fall into various trials, problems, difficulties, and troubles. Uh, 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 this kind of thinking, this kind of preaching is radical. It's almost as radical as Jesus telling us to love our neighbors. Now, we as believers are directed to be full of joy when not one problem, uh, not two problems, uh, not three problems, but the Bible says various problems come knocking at our door. Yeah. See, James has set us up this morning, for he started out good by letting us know that he is a bond servant of God, thus connected to Jesus Christ. But now James has the audacity to tell us he wants us to exercise joy when problems arise in our lives. I dare you, James. <laughs> so James is saying to us that when family, marital, social, financial, Look at this. Spiritual and personal problems come up in our lives. We are to be full of joy. See, see, the natural mind says that stuff don't make no sense. But the spiritual mind says, wait a minute, that, that, 
that falls in line with some stuff according to the word of God. For our lives as believers in Christ Jesus will not be a bed of roses. Yes, we will encounter problems of every sort. But the problems we face will turn out to be profitable for us. And this is why. Look at verse 3. It says, knowing that the testing of your faith, it produces something, y'all. And, and, and it produces something that we all need. And it's called patience. You see, James knows that problems have a way of producing what will profit believers in this life. And the profit gain here in the text is patience. And truth be told, we all need to exercise some patience in our lives. We need to be patient with our children, uh, patient with our spouses, uh, patient with our friends. Patient with our family members. Patient with the waitress at Fridays that keep messing up my order. <laughs> Back and forth. Patient with that senior citizen driving in front of me on Route 13. <laughs> who turns the turn signal on right and she's going left. <laughs> God wants us to be patient with some folk, y'all. Now, those who work in the medical field, raise your hand if you work in the medical field. Any medical field workers in the house, amen. And, and, uh, and, and you have to deal with patience. So you need to be patient with your patience, even when they are difficult. Any leaders in the house? As a leader, you got to be patient with those that you lead. Sometimes it's difficult. Hallelujah. But, but it's difficulty that produces patience in we the believer. Yes, yes, yes. It's hard times that produce patience in us according to the word of God. Now, obtaining patience or being patient isn't easy. That's why patient, patience has to work on us. Yes. Ah, amen. <laughs> look, look at verse 4. It says, but let patience have his perfect what? Work. Work. Ah, that, that you may be perfect and complete, lacking nothing. You see, patience is at work right now on many of us because many of us are dealing with some problems right now where we sit. So patience is, is working. Yeah, and look at this. And, and you're struggling with of the work that patience is trying to do on you because you don't like being worked on spiritually. You know, we think you've got it all together. See, and, and see, it's a spiritual working because patience is a fruit of the spirit. So he's working on us spiritually in regards to this thing called patience. Amen. There, 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 there must be something God is, wants us to do in the body of Christ that is going to need some patience. So he's working, y'all. He's, he, he's, 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 he's doing something in us, and it may not feel good, but it's for our good. Yes. Let patience have its perfect work. Amen? Amen. Now, we don't mind, hallelujah, uh, being worked on physically. We don't mind getting our hair, our, I don't have that problem, our, our nails, 
our body or our outward man being worked on. Amen? Yeah, we, we go to the gym. We, we, we get that outside stuff worked on. But it's a problem when, when God wants to go inside and work on us spiritually that we can be made better for the kingdom of God. Amen? If that's our outlook, that's an indictment against God. The God we serve, who desires that we all be conformed into the image of his son. Who hung patiently on the cross. Who went through turmoil patiently as he walked down the Dia Bellarosa. Who was spit on and was patiently to pass it by. He wants us to be conformed into his image. So he's working on us spiritually that we can have some patience to deal with folks that get on our nerves. Come on, y'all haven't seen that long. There's some folk that get on your nerves. Amen. But God's trying to set up a witness, hallelujah, for those folk that get on your nerves. So he's working on your patience with them. So that you can unleash and unveil the spirit of God within you. Hallelujah. Wherever you may be. So let patience have its perfect work. Hallelujah. Let it do what it does so it can do what it do. Amen. You know we say it. Let go and let God seriously. Let go. Let God work patiently on the inside. That it may show on the outside Amen. that folks may be drawn to us. Hallelujah. Amen. Yeah, that we can share the greatness and the goodness of God with them. Yeah. But if we're not patient, folks don't want to be around us. Amen. 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 And that takes some work. Amen. Anybody want to work on? Amen. Amen. There's a song back in the day. It says, you say, I want to be right. I want to be whole. I want to be saved. Any Body, are you willing to let God work on you? Your inward parts, your, your heart, that patience can flow. Amen. And you stop tailgating full. Amen. You stop being so antsy in the line at Walmart. Back up off folks so they can get their transactions done. You all in a rush. Slow up. Amen. It takes some work, y'all. See, this walk with Christ, it, it's not easy. I think Fred Hammond said this walk with Christ is not for the squeamish. It, it's going to take some of you being uh, made low. Hallelujah. It's going to take some things out of you that is a struggle to get out. It's not for the squeamish. Some of the stuff we have to do, we have to be meek and Wow, loving and kind when folks don't deserve it. Hallelujah. But when I think about Jesus and all that he has done for little old me and little old you in spite of how we act and act sometimes even after salvation, he takes time to be patient with us. Hallelujah. And it takes some work, some hard work. Therefore, let us do as the word of God suggests and willingly let patience 
have its way. Say, I'm going to let it have its way. That we may profit from the work of patience and be made complete. Ah. I, 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 was, I was watching that, that movie, Jerry Maguire, and at the end, and when Jerry comes in the room, and, and he's, he's spelling out his heart to the, to the girl, to the young lady, and he, he's telling all this stuff, and she said, she said, you complete me. I said, stop lying. <laughs> Hollywood. No, 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 no. It, it's God that completes us. Uh, makes us whole and lack nothing. Amen? Hallelujah. See, see, when I got married, I thought my wife would complete me. Hey, man, she does a great job with me. Amen? But it's the Lord who completes me. Because he's patient with me. He's patient with us. So in turn, let us be patient with others. That we be made complete, whole, and lacking nothing. Hallelujah. 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 Amen. Amen. As we rest on our feet. Yeah, that's it. That's all I got. Amen. 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 Profiting from our problems. Amen. Amen. It, it, it sounds like an oxymoron, but as be, believers, we can profit from the stuff that hurts us. Oh, my God. Amen. We can profit from my, my, I think my son said it a few weeks ago. I grew up without my dad, and, 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 and that was a problem. But, 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 but God allowed the problem to be profitable for me. Because I said, when I have children, I'm not going to be a problem. Hallelujah. So, so God has allowed me to see this thing, man, so clearly that he can turn problems into profit for we the believers. Hallelujah. I know you've had some problems in your life, and we still do. But when we give them over to God, he is the type of God who can work some stuff out for us. He will never fail. He will never leave nor forsake us. He is the God of our salvation, the lifter of our head and the keeper of our souls. So we should willingly be able to give God our problems and in return look for some profit. Because God is a giving God. Hallelujah. For the Bible says that God so loved the world that he gave. And because we serve a giving God, we should be able to give him the stuff that we can't deal with. My problems, my shortcoming, my setbacks, my sins. Let's give him to God. Give him to Jesus that he can work this thing out. God, we thank you and we bless you in the name of Jesus.